This is Doug Loves Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds. My name is Doug, and this is Doug Loves Minis, the show that is now a day behind on my South by Southwest reports because yesterday, which I'll tell you about tomorrow, was too much fun. Coming to you from Austin, Texas on Saturday, March 21st. It's less than a month till 420, 2015. Speaking of 420, my two album tapings on 420 in Denver have sold out, so we added a third show at 420 in the afternoon, so you have to skip out of work or whatever. Uh, won't start till 430, of course, at Comedy Works downtown. And Eugene, Oregon, my fifth annual 421 stand-up show at Wow Hall is happening. It might be the last one due to logistics and the calendar, so be sure to make it out to this one, Eugenians. L.A., Douglas Movies returns to Meltdown Comics at 420 tomorrow, Sunday, March 22nd. Matt Besser will be there, along with two other great guests I may or may not reveal before Sunday. So get your tickets now. Only ten bucks. Thursday, of course, was day seven of South by Southwest, and I got into two films. I should say I saw two films, but I only got into one of them. (laughs) Number 57, Steve Jobs, Man in the Machine. A documentary by a pretty popular, well-known documentarian named Alex Gibney, which he narrates, and has a lot of fascinating stuff in it. I didn't know that much about Steve Jobs, because I'm not really a tech nerd. I just know that I'd see him every year in his uh, turtleneck sweater, uh, showing us the latest things that an iPhone can do, even though it could probably do it a couple of versions ago. And they just keep holding on to these innovative and new things that happen on the phone to, uh, you know, suck you in and make you buy each new phone. But that being said, I mean, he was, the movie shows that he was quite the businessman and very, uh, very money oriented and very much into making as much of it as possible and being as successful as possible. The movie also shows that he was kind of a dick. So if you're not in the mood to have your hero, Steve Jobs, uh, taken down. It also is kind of slow in parts, kind of raises questions that it never answers. So I can't say that I dig it, even though there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. But what I can say I dig is a crazy acquisition (laughs) by Draft House Films of a motion picture called Roar. Not the Katy Perry song, although that'd be funny to uh, cut together scenes from the movie to the Katy Perry song, Roar. This is actually a movie where Tippi Hedren and her crazy husband, back uh, you know in the 70s, um, it took them years to make this movie. And basically, they just had a bunch of lions and tigers that they lived with, that they just uh, accrued, and they thought it was a good idea for... Like their children, you know, like uh, Tippi Hedren's daughter, Melanie Griffith. Uh, the famous Melanie Griffith, of course, is uh, in the film, playing a character named Melanie, who is uh, Tippi's daughter. But essentially, the entire movie takes place amongst uh, real lions and tigers 
who really attacked all of the actors and the crew while they were making the film. So it's absolutely insane to watch that this woman, Tibby Hedren, you know, is shooting a movie with her own daughter with wild animals that are, you know, lashing out. I mean, a lot of times it looks like they're trying to be playful, but they're, you know, they're hurting people. And you watch it in this movie. They came out, flopped, and was pretty much forgotten about. And now Draft House bought it, and so it's going to pop up uh, all over the place and probably, definitely, on VOD, I would imagine. So just look for Roar. I might even do a movie interruption of it at some point, because it's just such a crazy-ass movie to watch. Such an un- uncomfortable, but also somewhat uh, hilarious experience. Uh, let's see how you guys are doing on uh, you, what you've been watching. Um, let's see, what number was I up to with Roar? Number 58. So let's see what your number 58 is. I'm just going to type it into the search engine. Be sure to just do the hashtags, 365 movies and uh, 365 days, because um, if you put my name in there, then my, uh, my timeline gets flooded with, uh, you know, what movies you guys have been seeing. And this is easier this way. If you just use the hashtags, then I can pull it up. And then read it. Nick Nicosia, number 58, Neighbors, funny but needed more Hannibal Burris. I can't disagree with that. Uh, McFizznew wrote, uh, John Wick is the number 58, most headshots in a movie ever, aside from that, ordinary. How dare you, McFizznew? How dare you? The way that the scenes are staged, the stunts, the stunt work, and the actors... And uh, you mean ordinary. You've seen a movie before where there is a specific hotel that hit men go to and hit women to uh, take care of business and where everything is in, uh, you know, they have uh, respect for each other. And so it's a no tattle zone. That's ordinary. I'll give you ordinary McFizznew. Mock anger. Anyway, I love John Wick. <laughs> Teaspoon VFX saw for movie 58, Fifty Shades of Grey, and wrote, I was more excited by Penguins of Madagascar. Well, I don't know what you mean by excited. Aroused? Because that would be weird. Ooh, Ralph Varlise saw in Bruges. Pretty good. Glad I got around to it. Pretty good. Holy crap. Ray Fiennes is amazing in it. He's so funny. And it's the best... Easily the best Colin Farrell movie. That guy's been unfortunate in what movies he's been in. And he's, and he's even like, remember that uh, Saving Mrs. Banks? Mr. Banks? Saving Mr. Banks? Which one was it? <laughs> anyway, whatever it was, Colin Farrell's flashback scenes were so dreary. DougLovesMovies.com is where you can go for all my deets, dates, and links. And as always, anyone who keeps live tigers or lions or bears as a shithead are a pet. <laughs> this is Douglas Mini.
Me. 